Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How's the bacon, did you say? That's it, Oh, what a fantastic hit! Roy Keane on Holland. Here's Sancho. Welcome to the Front Sandwich Podcast, Season 3. I am Nathan Cupid, and as per usual, joined by Jamie Jackson and Dylan McKenzie. Hello. And once again, the guests are flying in left, right, and John Mensa. We've got a Birmingham City fan with us today, Mr. Hugh Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Um, so we'll just oh, dive thanks sh- for coming on, mate. Just dive straight into it. Birmingham City, mental week. How's... how's Thoughts on the current situation with the Brummies? Uh, well, it's been mental since we founded, really. I don't think we've ever had a boring you know, five minutes, let alone a season. Um, I think our current situation is a mess, really, uh, would be the best way to describe it. Um, we've flirted with relegation pretty much every season for the last five years. We had Karanka in, thinking he was going to be the saviour, and it it wasn't. It just. It's just. I think there are so many problems with our our club right now, and I'm sure as Sunderland fans, you know the feeling. As top to bottom, it is just a mess. Like, I think that's just at the bottom of it. We've got a manager in now who was a Blues player, won the cup with us ten years ago, and hopefully can try and. It's one of those that is kind of like, if we go down. Will we be able to rebuild if we stay up or we just deny the inevitable? I feel like we're in this kind of middle bit at the minute where <laughs> whatever happens, it could just end badly. <laughs> it's not fun going to League One, I can tell you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> was it really 10 years ago since you won the Cup? It was. It was 10, week, 10 years ago, like last week or the week before. Wow. It, it is insane. It's been downhill ever since. Uh, literally, <laughs> I think the next game after we lost, and then we went down. So I think that was our peak. Oh um, shit! Yeah, you went down that year as well. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is it's never like we never have a season of just mid-table obscurity. The season we had a mid-table obscurity, we got a point deduction, and uh, <laughs> a fan went on the pitch and punched Jack Grealish. So we never have just a quiet season. <laughs> 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 you do come, up, you, you do come across as a bit of an all or nothing club. I think we're we're a club that we don't have a lot of high expectations, really. I know it's awful to say that, but we're a club that kind of like we'd just be happy really to have a, a season where we weren't in the relegation battle. To be honest, or just beat think, the Villa. Oh God, I don't think. I, I mean, last time we beat them was ten years ago. Um, I mean, I, I've never seen us beat them, which is painful. I've been going about 15 years now, so I think <laughs> beating the Villa is probably as likely as us winning the Cup at the minute. But we, <laughs> we, we hope. Are you optimistic about boy you're coming in, though? I am. I I think you can't like doubt what he's done with Charlton in an you know, incredibly tough league. I think League One and League Two, but League One especially, is such a... You know, a, a tough league to, to, to be in. 
I mean, I, I followed as a second team Wickham Wanderers for a fair few years and they kind of, you know, got by by just overachieving. I think it's such a you know, tough league to, to be a big team in. It is a difficult league to play in. It is a difficult league to play in, but we'll see what Boy can bring to the table. Because, like you say, he's, he well, even then he's had a, he's his job at Charlton was a bit topsy turvy. So it's kind of like jumping from a frying pan into a fire, so to speak. So we'll see how we can deal with it. I mean, if he's been a former player, and you know he won the cup ten years ago, so hopefully the fans will get on his side. I think we're at a point where I, Isaac Karanka was a manager that I think had a good reputation. I mean, I know he, he got Borough promoted and he was very, he was, a, he was a good player, he was a sensational player. And I think he came in and everyone thought, you know, this is finally going to be the season that we stop just you know, starting well and avoiding relegation battles. And we were right in a sense because we didn't start well, we just had a relegation battle from the start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's he made mistake after mistake after mistake with us and I think we are a team that as I said we don't have a lot of high expectations so we don't expect really flashy brilliant football where we're gonna you know be getting promoted or be in the Premier League because that's just not Blues we're just not a club that plays wonderful football we never have been we won the league by playing 4-5-1 having a stupidly tall Serbian striker and just basically being hard to beat and I think any manager that has come in and tried to play fancy football it just doesn't work and I think Bo yeah, he gets the club he gets the culture of the club he get, you know I think he's a, a manager that knows how to deal with difficult owners um, I mean our owners are mistake mistake in different ways really in that we're on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, so their kind of focus is keeping us on there. Club-wise, they keep saying we're going to get to the Premier League, but it's just, I think it's just so many mistakes. And Karanka just, he didn't he didn't fit the club. The players, I think, are players that very, very quickly give up on managers and fall out with them. And then they just pick and choose when they play. I think Boya will root that out. He's not going to stand there and, you know, as a player... Yeah, yeah. He was never a player that was going to take any any nonsense from anybody, really. And I think that's right. what we need. Mm-hmm. He definitely won't stand from that from players like he'll. Uh, it's, well, you could see from the result the other night. Um, didn't one of the players celebrate his goal by mocking Karanka's like uh, pause at the end of games? I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the, It was such a. It was such a blues response, but it's also. I mean, Harley Dean uh, is a is a player that came to us from Brentford with a lot of hype about him. Um, he was. I think it was a Harry Redknapp came in. Everyone once again thought he was going to be the savior. Spent loads and loads of money, um, and I think we're still backwards from where we were then, and I think. That's kind of, I mean, part of me that goes, yeah, that's wonderful. You know, Karanka is a manager that I don't, I, I've never hated a Blues manager. I, I've been lucky to, you know, we've had, we've had some shockers. We've had managers who were really bad, but I've never hated a Blues manager the way I hated Ida Karanka. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm quite, uh, I don't like to be, you know, I, I don't believe in sacking managers, you know, after 10 games or even a season sometimes, like, unless it's you know, really bad. And we've, 
I think we've had 10 managers since, you know, in the, in the last, I think, five or six years. It's something insane like that. And he just, he made the same mistakes. He said, I can't play 4-4-2 because we played that last season and nearly went down, despite the fact that he was playing different formations that were actually taking us down. Um, he was, you know, very stubborn about positions and, you know, I can't play this player because... I need. Oh, I, I think his best one was I couldn't make a substitution against Wickham Wanderers because we needed to keep our our, um, our concentration because Wickham Wanderers are a very good team and very hard to beat. And I'm sitting there thinking, as much as I love Wickham Wanderers, you know they're bottom of the league. Like there's there's a certain element that's like surely you have to at some point go attacking, and he never did. His back game plan was I'm going to sit back, we're going to play, you know. 20 defensive players and we're going to hope not to concede and then we ended up just losing every game. <laughs> Need some more Britishness as David Moyes would put it. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, well, hope, hopefully now uh, with a change of manager, there'll be a change of fortunes, but it sound, sounds like it's the owners that are the main problem. And uh, there's no surprise Harry Redknapp leaving a club in a worse state than when he found it after spending loads of money. Absolutely. That's, Absolute that's, that's, fraud that's that is Harry Redknapp. He's the taskmaster for doing that. Oh, that's card in football. I, I think it's, it's, it's just, as I said, our, our whole club since they took over has been, you know, just error after error after error. And I think it's similar, isn't it? You know, it happened to you guys at something in a very different way, but a similar thing. Charlton themselves, they they've had it. There's been so many clubs, Portsmouth, you know, Coventry have been ground sharing with us. Yeah, you know, there's so many clubs that I think have been allowed to to, you know, spiral. And I think the, the common thing is that just people who shouldn't be owning football clubs are allowed to own football clubs. Uh, it's it's not on we we spoke about that at the start of the season, didn't we? And especially last season with Bury and Bolton and uh, like the whole thing with Wigan as well that went on. Um, it's 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 like the EFL don't care when it when it comes to approving who owners are. Yeah. Like, th- there's no way the checks are thorough enough. And uh, you look at the, the way clubs have run and how clubs have fell purely down to being bought by total scumbags. It's not nice, like. It's a it's a tough situation, isn't it? And of course, in some cases, you just don't know who's going to take over. But I I think that the problem that we have is that you know the support to clubs and the amount of like you know crooks who are, who are getting who are getting control of clubs and yeah the, the Berry Boss. I mean, you mentioned then they they were just allowed to. To, to, it's almost like he wanted them to go out of business, wasn't it? To sell on whatever he was doing, and I think it's just how many times is this going to happen to you know clubs that I'd love to say Blues were a big club, but I don't think we can quite go us out of that. But we're still a club with a lot of history, and I think it's just you know, so much. You know, we we had our, our chairman before this group was someone who went to prison in Hong Kong for money laundering. <laughs> 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 and even then, he was chairman from a Hong Kong prison for like two years. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think the EFL. I, I think that uh, I, 
I'm very against the EFL as a as a group. I think they are. You know, I'm not going to be the one that says they're biased towards Birmingham because I don't think they are. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah, there's a, a lot of indiv- investigating needs to happen in the EFL for sure, definitely. So we'll we'll move on from the current situation and we'll move on to your first memory supporting Birmingham City. So yeah, I've, uh, I was very young when I went to my first, I think I was five when I went to my first game or six. So I think that, but I can kind of vaguely remember a Blues team in the Premier League with Christophe Dugarry, who, I mean, this was this was back 2004, 2005, so it's probably more things I've learned since then. But like that, him against, um, was it Southampton? There was games he played that I can just remember. And even at that age, like he was, he was a sensational player, really. Um I mean, I think he was probably the he well he is the only World Cup winner we've ever had in our team, and uh, yeah, I think just Christoph Dugarry in general will probably be my you know, first name of it. Yeah, uh, at the at the time that was massive, wasn't it? When he signed in that January transfer window. As I said, I, for me it was like well, I, as I said, I was very very young, so I'm not like, <laughs> but I just you just know a good player, don't you? Sometimes, and he was just one that was like. Uh, well, that's the thing. Even at the age you were, you would have heard like, like all the folk like talking about him and stuff. Because surely he would have been all anybody that was a yeah. Birmingham City supporter <laughs> spoke about at the time. <laughs> we don't sign players like him. Like we don't have that kind of. We have like you know players that probably overachieve a little bit and a little bit more like you know Lee Bow. You will just come and headbutt you, rather than Dugali who will just score worldies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Steve Bruce has signed a, a, a as big of a calibre player since, has he? I don't think he has. Has he? I think that was like that team that we had in that season, and a lot of this now for me is what I've gone and learned, you know, as I've got older. But that team we had, I think, when we got promoted, and we had you know Dugarry and players like Martin Granger and Robbie Savage, and like the team we had at that point were just to, to think that we you know, didn't do more with that team. And I think it was more just, I think that must have been Invincible's season. But like the, the team we... I think Birmingham went up by the playoffs in 2002. The beat... I can't remember who the beat on penalties in the playoff final. Darren Carter scored the winning yeah. penalty. So it was yeah. the two or three season that Dugarry signed in the January. And yeah. I think Birmingham got relegated with Sunderland in the 05 or 06 season. So there was like three or four seasons where Birmingham were in the yeah. Prem under Steve Bruce. Because my first season was the, must be the 06, 07 then when you must have gone up as champions and we went up second. And then I think, was it West Brom, West Brom went up in the playoffs? Uh, Derby. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've just had a Derby fan on Matt. Yeah. Um, he spoke in depth about Derby's playoffs, <laughs> the, <laughs> but the, that was one of the few. Well, like the only playoff that the one out of about yeah. seven. I hate playoffs. I'll just come out. I, I know you, I, I know you guys talked about this last uh, the last weeks, but I'll just say uh, the playoffs. Unless you win it or you're watching it, they're just terrible. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. We said the same ourselves. Worse. <laughs> Um, so, first match you ever went to? So, as I said, six or seven season, we played Coventry at home. Uh, 3-0, I think we won. It was probably the back end of that season, so we were 
actually winning games, which is nice. Um, who scored? DJ Campbell scored two. Um, <laughs> what a player. Like, he was actually... See, that team as well that went up that we had, I think we had Nicholas Bentner up front. He's got like 20 goals before we just went mental. Um, Gary McSheffery was in there. And we just had a generally good team. But yeah, and uh, Raji Jahidi scored the second goal as well. Uh, I think that was. And DJ Campbell got two. So... A nice kind of local derby for my first game. It was a nice introduction. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that season I thought that Birmingham had the strongest squad in the championship. I think we, as I said, a lot of it now for me is looking back. I think we did our typical thing, and of we're really good up until a certain point. I think we had a really kind of good you know running, and then we played Preston on the last day, and it's like get a point and you know you win the league. And of course we didn't because we just. You know, we can't get promoted and win the league at the same time. That would be ridiculous for us. So um, we've done that a couple of times. And um, But yeah, I think we just, uh, like the squad we had, and there was players in there that, you know, we've always had quite underrated squads, I think, when we were like really, at, I say at our best, I'm talking about championship here, but it still, for us, was our best. And I think... We still had like a, a Premier League team because we were the yo-yo team for years. This was right in the middle of the yo-yo period. And I think it was just a, a team that somehow were very, was with no, almost too good for the championship. And in the Premier League, almost they got relegated, but we never got relegated. Like we were never like, you no know, Derby who had 11 points. Or we, ne- we always got it, took it to the last day, looked like we were going to stay up and then like shot ourselves in the foot in like the last 10 minutes or something. Um, it was a bizarre time. As I said, there's never, there's never, a, you know, just a getting battered or just winning season. There's always, there's always something in between. Go down with a fight, though. It's more entertaining that way. Ah, see, I, I, I sit here with it uh, and fitness. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's, it's hard when you're like losing. What was it? This is a four 0 to Derby or whatever we were doing. But at least it is never boring. At least you're never like, you know, <laughs> ip switch you out. I think. Twenty-five years in the championship, just kind of finishing mid-table. Like, at least something happens. But yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll move on to favorite ever player. Oh, I had a. Yeah, there's one in here that I think you guys as Southern fans will find quite funny, and yeah, I don't know why. It's just one. Of, he, he isn't my favorite, but it's one that's got to be up there. It's got to be Lee Camp. I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Lee, oh, Lee Camp for us. I had you really high when you said DJ Campbell, and now you've just gone the complete other way. <laughs> oh my god, Lee Camp. This probably says something about our, our you know, um, last five years, but it was one of the best keepers. We actually, <laughs> it was it's because he signed for us and. Obviously, we've had all the feedback from Sunderland fans. I was, and uh, I went. I was at the first game he played for, and he's the first Blues player to ever be booed before he started a game. <laughs> he boo. He was booed because he was doing. You know, the, they do the warm ups and they yeah, shoot him, and he just fumbled one. And like as I said, the first Blues player to ever be ever be um, you know booed before a game. And it's I know it's a really weird one to say and. <laughs> We signed him, and I thought, like, this is the worst signing we've ever made. And we, you know, we've made to, we've made some poor signings. Uh, you know, we signed a thirty-eight-year-old Alexander Kleb who couldn't even run anymore. Um, but he just, there's just something about him. And I, part of me was kind of like, why do I like him? Like, 
he had the most kind of unique way of saving the ball. And I not. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't save the ball at Sunderland, mate. <laughs> Honestly, he, he yeah, he, he made some howlers, but he, he he also, you know, kept basically kept us up, you know, in the last couple of seasons. And I just I think the shot to everyone, and he was just such a I don't know, I think he would just be one of those blues players that you know, we always like the players that know they're not very good but try. And I think he was one. Uh, but I haven't chosen him as my uh, favourite player of all time, although he's oh, up there. God. Um, Sebastian Larson, I think, takes it. I also had yes. Nikola Zigic, who was the you know, six-foot whatever Serbian I referred to, and Djukovic, who's also a big striker who scores goals. Um, but Seb Larson, I think, as a player, you know, what he was able to do for, for a period of time as well. Like we, we signed him in the 607 season on loan. Um, and then I think he ended up staying till 2012. And to you know, be yo-yoing from the championship to the Premier League and to be what you know one of the most productive wingers in both those leagues, considering we relegated, he was just one that... Uh, there's always that player isn't there, that you just know is capable of a bit of magic. And I think he just has to be... Some of the goals he scored as well and his free kicks... And that one against Tottenham, where yeah, from. yeah, yeah. that was a was that McLeish's first game in charge? Yeah. That one it was three two, and um, yeah, I think he has to as much. You know, Djukovic has been a great servant to us, and Sigic scored some really important goals. But in terms of quality and what he did over a period of time, it does have to be Sebastian Larsson. Well, you definitely rescued it after that camp. <laughs> Honestly, I'd have loved to come here and say Lee, Lee Camp was terrible for us and go with old Papa Dom hands and stuff. And okay, <laughs> he couldn't catch the ball to save his life. But honestly, I think because we had, you know, such low expectations for him, for him to be able to actually play well and keep us in games, it, it was just, yeah. I don't think he'll ever play that well in his career again. I don't know how it <laughs> happened. But it did happen. I was there. I, 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 maybe I've just, after all these years of being a Blues fan, I've just gone completely crazy. And actually, <laughs> I think but, you maybe caught a good five minutes. As I said, I, I went to every home game pretty much. Yeah, and most of the away games in those two seasons. And uh, yeah, it is one of the weirdest things that I'll always remember. It's like Lee Camp, the player who yeah, was known as Papa Dom Hands and couldn't catch a ball, actually came to Blues. I think it probably shows just how terrible we were at the time and in that he was the best player. But yeah, I think he's a bit of a Blues legend because he wasn't great, but he was just, yeah. The way he saved the ball, I say save loosely, but the way he died and stuff. You're never going to convince no. us otherwise no, that Lee no, Camp no, was no, an no, absolute no. fud whose <laughs> <laughs> hands were made of proper doms. Yeah, I'm going to have to start the Lee Camp, you know, a support fund. I'm going to have to... <laughs> I won't find many people, but we can, we can try. You're not related in any way, are you? No. <laughs> that must be the only way. <laughs> Honestly... Everyone's going to be listening to this saying, "Oh, yeah, you know, this guy is absolutely mental." But Lee Camp, blue, blues legend. You've convinced yourself that Lee Camp is your favourite Birmingham City player. You have in the last I think two so. minutes. I think so. We've got your favourite ever goal. Favourite ever goal. <sighs> in terms of quality, you've got to talk about that last one against Spurs. There's another one here that is completely mental, and it's Omar Bogle against Stoke. It's probably the best goal he ever scored from 
probably about 30 yards out, curling it into the top corner on Boxing Day. Another thing that you'd have to see to believe. Um, but I think when you talk about favourite ever, it has to be over Femi Martins scoring a last-minute goal at Wembley to, to win the Cup. Um, it was probably the easiest goal he'd ever score. However, I remember literally, you know, I went with my dad, my dad saying, he's missed as that time stood still. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, cup final. There's also Sigic against Villa in the last minute. I mean, we score a lot of last minute goals over the year. So I, I could be here forever going for them. But I think that for Blues to win a cup final, like let alone you know, get there, but to win, the, to win the whole thing, it just doesn't happen. So I think it has to be that. It's got to be. Good job. I like it. I like it. I like that, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's been a few, but um, worst moment as a fan? Um, well, in my notes, I've just put most things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every Barnsley game that we have ever played against them, because we normally get battered. It's always terrible. I'm normally freezing cold. Uh, I remember losing 5-0 to them on Sky Sports in the snow. I think it might have been so. Anyway, it was terrible. Um Playing the Villa often goes terribly. Um, I think we... Who is it? Yeah, that, that last game where we um, played them played, played them at St Andrews, we thought we've really got a good chance of beating them today. You know, the ground was really bouncing and then bloody what's-his-name runs on the pitch and punches Jack Grealish. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, every time we play them, is awful. However... I don't think you can you can have a, a worse moment than losing 8-0 at home to Bournemouth. Um, everything happened in that game. Got a man sent off after like three minutes. Um, we conceded penalties. We missed a penalty. They scored eight goals. Um, yeah. Uh, see, there's a, there's a comic aspect to that, whereas you know, the Villa games are just no positives to take, whereas Bournemouth is just like, how high are we going to get? But yeah, I think, Anytime you lose eight 0 at home, um, has to, has to be down there really. Uh, I, I, uh, we, we've lost eight 0 away, haven't we? But okay, I, I don't think we've been beating eight 0 at home. Uh, I've got I've just looked, especially when Mark Pugh's getting a hat trick. Mark, Ooh, Mark Pugh got a hat trick. Fuck. <laughs> was uh, who was in goals for Birmingham City that day? By the way. Uh, it was Darren, <laughs> did you know what the funny thing is? Do you know who was in goal for Bournemouth? It was Lee Camp. Well, Lee Camp was in goal for Bournemouth. For Bournemouth. And they beat us 8 0. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I went, went for Dylan to do the check on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't want to be an arsehole, but he wasn't. <laughs> was he not? No, it was Boric. Oh, oh in goal for Birmingham was Darren Randolph. Yeah, I remember Darren Randolph. He was, he was a good keeper, actually. I remember, I think we considered the fourth and he turned around and just started arguing with the fans. Um, but yeah, I'm quite sad Lee Camp wasn't in goal now. It's a couple of <laughs> he, had two, he had two seasons at Bournemouth, to be yeah. fair. I, he must have, we always get battered by Bournemouth. I, I, I've just scrolled down, he's on the bench, to be fair, yeah. He's on the, well, there we go. It was, it was morale, he raised their morale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've suddenly become a huge Lee Camp fan. Like, like I don't listen to this and go like, "What the hell has happened?" Uh, but, but no, yeah, um, we we always get battered by Bournemouth, and I think we've got four nils, four twos. Like they always batter us. 
Um, although not since Lee Camp has left Bournemouth, so there we are. No, fair dues. Um, best moment as a fan? Carling Cup. It's got, it's got to be. Yeah, it has yeah. to be really, isn't it? That yeah. whole run, it started by us barely beating Rochdale, nearly going out to a League One Brentford on penalties. Um, then we played Villa in the quarterfinals, beat them in the 89th minute after we had a goal disallowed that was was over the line, but they give it as not. Um, played West Ham, 2-1 down, or 3-1 down at half-time in the second leg, came back and won like 4-3 or whatever, Craig Gardner scored, Bowyer scored, Roger Johnson, like, and then of course winning in the last minute. It's like the most Blues run that could humanly be possible. <laughs> Um, so uh, yeah, it has to be. It has to be that. And winning at Wembley, as you guys finally know, is a very, very good experience. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. So before we get into your favourite one to eleven, Jamie's got a nice little quiz for us. So pens and paper at the pens ready. Pens and paper at the ready, everybody. Um, the last. Uh, the last quiz was with uh, Matt Darby who who won so the guests have been doing all right is it about Lee Camp uh, <laughs> well this this quiz is themed ar- around um, because the, the quiz that I did for Matt like more favored the guest so I've tried to make it a bit more fair on our hosts as well so it's a quiz on who played for both Sunderland and Birmingham City okay oh nice can't wait to lose this one. So basically, I'm going to give you clues, and there's ten clues, and there's ten players. So after each clue, each clue's for each player. All right, okay. Simple. The first one's nice and easy. Question one: Swedish heartthrob who was lethal from set pieces. Is it Lika? <laughs> I can. Safely back and move on to question two. You've all got that one, probably. Yeah. Uh, question two. Former Northern Ireland international goalkeeper, now at Swindon Town. Fuck oh. Republic of Ireland centre-back who joined Birmingham after the 2002 World Cup. Oh... Question four. The central midfielder that left Birmingham for Sunderland before returning to Birmingham, but via West Brom. Question five. Former Everton youngster who played for both teams, scoring two goals in a total of 38 games combined for both teams. Two goals combined for both teams. Yeah. Everton youngster. Yeah, former Everton youngster. Scored two goals in 38 games. And that's no, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with what I want. All the stats for Sunderland and Birmingham. Number six, uh, Northern Irish striker with 20 goals in 79 appearances for his country. Question seven. Yep. Um, yep. Scored 10 Premier League goals for Birmingham between 2002 and 2005 and only scored one goal in one game in the Premier League for Sunderland in 2007. 
<laughs> God almighty. One, one goal in one... One goal in one game in the Premier League for Sunderland in 2007. But 10 Premier League goals between 2002 and 2005 for Birmingham. I think I've got that one. Now that I've said it, it's probably going to be wrong. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I do. Do you need another second that one? No. Sound. Question eight. Sunderland loaned this winger to Birmingham in 2016. Oh, jeepers. He must have been shite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, loaned him to Birmingham in 2016. Yeah. He played 10 games. For Birmingham, we're For Birmingham on that loan spell, yeah. A lot of mine have just been first one in the dark. That's the first one I've been a lot, lot fucked up about a bit. one? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So question <laughs> nine. Birmingham's record signing in 2008 played three games for Sunderland in 2012. Oh, God, I think I've got that one straight that way, which makes me... Record signing in 2008. Yeah, Birmingham's <laughs> record signing in 2008. I apologise if my... Uh, Information on that is incorrect. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong. When nice I'm deflection. Nice deflection. <laughs> We're here for crack, not for statistics. <laughs> and finally, question 10. Sunderland legend promoted with Birmingham in 2009 and was promoted to the Premier League on five occasions in his career. 2009? Oh, come on. <laughs> right, number eight and nine are fucking me over. What can you say then to again, please, son? Yeah, so I'll just repeat number eight again and number nine again. So question eight was the winger who had a loan spell to Birmingham from Sunderland in 2016, playing 10 games. And question nine was Birmingham's record signing in 2008 and then played three games for Sunderland in 2012. What was number 10 again? Sunderland legend promoted with Birmingham in 2009 and promoted a total of five times in his career to the Premier League. I can't think of this fucking... Was number eight the winger one again, sorry? Uh, yeah, number eight was the winger. Number nine was the record. Ah, so. Yeah. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. I don't know why number 10 took me as long as what it did, <laughs> but it did. So, I've got a tiebreaker as well in case... I, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just leave it. Right. Leave them too blank. It's good. You ready? Yeah. Go through. Right. So, um, do you want to go through yours first then, Dylan? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so, number one, I had Seb Larson. That's correct. Uh, number two, I had Lee Camp. Correct. Number three, I got Kenny Cunningham. Correct. Number four, Craig Gardner. Yeah. Number five, James McFadden. James Vaughan. Fuck. Um, number six. Number six, David Healy. 
No, it was Kyle Lafferty. Ah. Ugh, pumping. Stern John. <laughs> Stern John, yeah. Oh, I can die happy. Uh, didn't get eight, but now I think that's McFadden. No, it wasn't. Ooh. Didn't get anything for nine. And number 10, Kevin Phillips. Yeah, you got number 10, right? So one, two, three, four, five, six, six out of 10 there. Yeah. Uh, Nath, you next. Um, number one, Seb Larson. Yeah. Number two, Lee Camp. Yeah. Number three, Kenny Cunningham. Yeah. Number four, Craig Gardner. Yeah. Number five, I'd said Jack Rodwell, but it's quite clearly James Vaughan. <laughs> number six. I wrote David Healy as well. Okay. Number seven. I wrote Dwight York. Oh, man. Did you play for both, though? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> number eight. I took an absolute stab in the dark and just wrote Will Buckley. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. you got it as well. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, number nine. James McFadden. Correct. And number, and number 10. 10, Kevin Phillips. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven out of ten for Nath. So Hugh, pressure's on. Uh, yeah, this had gone well. Uh, Larson, one. Yeah. Uh, Camp. Yeah. Cunningham. Yeah. Gardner. Yeah. Bourne. Yeah. Lafferty. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the next three. So you didn't get Stern John, Will Buckley. And James McFadden. No, which I'm fuming about. And then I got <laughs> the last one, Kevin Phillips. You got Kevin Phillips. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, I. Is that seven, yeah? One, two, three, four, five, six. So, yeah, you got seven. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we've got a tiebreaker then. So we finished with a Kevin Phillips question. So the tiebreaker is themed around <laughs> Kevin Phillips. What was Kevin Phillips... Total league goals combined for both Sunderland and Birmingham City. They are closest, closest to it wins. Total league goals. Total league goals. Yeah. And I just put nine hundred because it's Super Kevin Phillips. <laughs> so I'll give you ten seconds to get a figure down. I'll count in my head. I just guessed. Is okay. Yeah. We've got a number. Let the guest go first, Hugh. Um, I don't know if I've done him dirty here. I just said 40. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you are underestimating yeah. the power of Super Kevin Phillips. Oh, yeah. you're, sh- you're showing your young age there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he was great for us, but he didn't like, he wasn't around long enough to the. Yeah, fair enough, Nath. I wrote 178. Not far off. It was 152. So, well done. Well done, Nath. Oh, I finally so won a quiz. You won a quiz, pal. I finally won a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. On well Birmingham done, City. <laughs> Still in effort, boys. Um, so we're on to Hughes 11 now, aren't we? Favourite 11, yeah. All right. Formation. Uh, 4 4 2. Seeing as I've been going all along about Karanka doing it all season, I thought, well, I've kind of got to do 4 4 2 now. So go simple. <laughs> and. I haven't picked Lee Camping goal, which is a shame. Um, I had two in mind: um, Ben Foster or Joe Hart, and it's Ooh. got to be it's got to be Joe Hart. Like that's it. Both did the season. Foster did win the cup, but Joe Hart was just like a cut above. Had him in the nine ten season. Like there wasn't a 
you know, uh, a goalkeeper like him at the time. The fact that you got him on loan, it's just, yeah. And Foster was an incredible player um, as well. But I think Joe Hart, just quality-wise, like, yeah. at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Kickstarted his England career, that loan deal, yeah. that loan move to Birmingham. I think had he not done that, he'd obviously still have you know, done well. But I think it was a, you know, it was a, they, they weren't sure on him at that point, and he came to us and was just sensational. Like, perfect I move for him that yeah, yeah, season, wasn't it? Well, as I said before, we just, you know, we're a team that has very low expectations. All we expect is just a bit of fight and you know, go out there and do best. I think that's the kind of team Joe Hart needs to be at the time. And as I said, he's just a different cut over anyone we've had. So, like right, right back, uh, Stephen Carr, <laughs> legend, uh, captain, the cup, uh, the cup winning squad was, you know, even what, what 34, whatever he was, was different level to any, you know, I didn't have really have another right back on there. Um, no one got near him for his age to do what he did in the Premier League. You know, the first season you had him, Bo, your Ferguson at the end of their career, we finished ninth, our highest position ever, got 50 points, like. So Stephen Carr as like captain, if I could choose a captain as well, Stephen Carr. <laughs> nice. Yeah, ha- has to be there. Well, uh, next centre back. This was a this was a tough one. We've had a few you know, good centre backs. Um, Roger Johnson was was very good for us. Cup winning squad. Um, I've gone first for Scott Dan, who was alongside him. As I said, just different cut above. When he got injured, we you know, we were down the minute he went. Um, we had another guy called Jiranek, who was also a you know a very good player for the time, but he was just he was just a different a different level, and we really missed him once he'd gone. Um, so yeah, Scott Dan, the centre back, and then next to him is Michael Morrison, which is probably like a, you know, a shock considering some of the centre backs that we've had. But I think Michael Morrison was a player that came to us when we you know didn't have a leader. We just lost eight 0 to. Bournemouth at home. You know, Lee Clark had, had departed in comical circumstances. So he came in, he was I think I think it was Rowett first signing and just changed changed the game for us. You know, we went from twenty fourth to to I think we finished we were, he took Rowett took over November, brought Morrison in, twenty fourth, finished like ninth in the championship. So like just for you know, he was a lead captain for three or four years. Has to be in there. It's just a, you know, not an amazing good player, but it, for where we were at the time, he did like an amazing job. Cool. I like it. Left back, I kind of remember that. First was, I don't know if you remember, Frank Cudrew. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe people will be throwing that name around, don't they? Um, he, was a, he was a very, very good left. I'm pretty sure he was left back. I think he could play either side. And we had him for a, you know, a while. Again, he was just a player that we didn't really have a lot of. Um, but I've actually gone for one. This is probably more just, you know, for, for, for what he did for us. But Paul Robinson does take the left-back spot because he he joined under Lee Clark 2012 on a one-month loan and ended up staying for eight years. Like, <laughs> you know, he became captain. He moved to centre-back and was just, a, a, again... In a in a poor team led as well. He even you know scored his first goal in what, twenty years for us. Um, so I think he just yeah just for the as I said again, it's not like a the best player that we had, 
but for what he did for the club, like you know, any player that stays eight years for the club, you you gotta you gotta have him there, really. Yeah, yeah I like job. that. I like that. Right mid is Chris Burke. We had in the championship. We got relegated um, after winning the cup. I think he was McLeish's last signing he made before quitting, and then Chris Hewton came in. Um, I haven't seen many players do what he was able to do. And some of the football we played under Chris Hewton was like because of Chris Burke and the. Yeah, he scored some simply incredible goals. I probably should have mentioned for like the you know, favourite goals. He was just, you know, we got to the playoff fight. We got to playoff semi-final that year, but we were also in Europe after winning the cup, so we played like sixty games. But stuff that he did was like again, it's this thing of like Blues have never had, apart from maybe Dugo or you know Savage, we've never had really world-class players. But the stuff that he did at Blues was just just insane, really. So Chris Burke, I think. And it's a shame because when Lee Clark came in, he kind of, you know, he went backwards, really. But yeah, Chris Burke at right mid um, and then left mid got to be Larson. There's no kind of, you know, as, as we, you know, we spoke about him in quite, in quite depth, he was just another level for us, Premier League and Championship. So uh, Chris Burke and Larson on the wings is what I've gone for. Nice, nice. And then midfield, I, I, I thought a, a lot about this. You gotta put Lee Bowyer in there now, haven't I? Really, like, <laughs> I <think> like, <laughs> uh, I, I, he was probably there anyway. But Lee Bowyer was just a a player that came in towards the end of his career, like Carr did. You know, um, Barry Ferguson's another who was in that category. They came in towards the end of their career. Kevin Phillips had done it a few years, and they just turned us into a team that you just couldn't, you know, just hard to beat came in, we finished ninth in the Premier League, highest position ever for us. And I think Bowie was just a, he, he is one of those Blues players that we love because he'll run on the pitch and he'll just come and kick someone. And we love that. <laughs> you know, you come to St Andrews and I, I think I remember a Villa game where the first thing we did, Keith Dunbeld is another guy I could see for this, ran on and just, you know, kicked Jack Grealish or something and knocked him over. And that's what Blues, you know, blues love players who are going to go in and not take any nonsense and just, you know, fight. We're not going to play pretty football, but we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, you're not going to take anything off us. So Lee Bowyer, Barry Ferguson would have gone next to him if I hadn't experienced Jude Bellingham. Um, All right, yeah. Nice. I know there's, a, you know, a lot of people who, you know, think he's overrated, you know, there's some who think he's generational, but to see a 16-year-old do what he did on that pitch like there was I mean we had a very weird season last year where we, we played very well up until lockdown lockdown happened we didn't win another game afterwards and he was someone who was actually you know bossing the the, the players who were like 30 he was telling you know our captain to get in position he was shouting and things like that like for a 16 year old and the things he was able to do on the ball there were some games where we just weren't like we played Leeds I think of like 5-4 at home and we were really out of it. And then he just, you know, took the ball from the halfway lane, ran and just scored and just pulled us back into the... I, I don't think Blues will ever see a player like Jude Bellingham again unless we get bought by some you know, billionaire. And even then, we'd probably manage to mess it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I, I think they're just players isn't that you see and you just think, like, that's a different level. Yeah. And there's some players that I think... It sounds a bit like lame, but it's like a privilege to watch. And he was just one of those. 
So Bowyer and Bellingham in the middle. Uh, Striker-wise, I um, I thought long and hard about this. Kevin Phillips has have to be there. Never have I seen a striker who could score goals the way he could score goals. Um, I think he was just, he, again, another player who'd come in towards the end of his career and just, yeah, like, as you guys know, the you know, the things he could do with a football and it felt like sometimes he could come on for a minute and just score a goal. Like, he's just a, he was just a different level of player. And I, I, I think, yeah, to do what he did consistently to as many teams as he did at it's just yeah. it's just insane. Absolutely. So, I don't. I, I think he's one of those underrated players. Actually, I don't think we'll ever see you know, a player quite like him again, or an English player. Um, but uh, considering he played till he was like thirty nine, forty, like yeah. in the champion. I know, like the last sort of six years of his six seven years of his career was spent in the championship, but yeah. he was still getting promoted with like Palace, um, like Birmingham yourselves, Leicester City. Yeah. Got promoted with them. With them, he nearly got promoted with Blackpool. They lost in the playoff final. Yeah. So he was, uh, yeah, it was special. He, he was a special player. I think, like, since he's retired, I think he gets a bit more recognition outside of just Sunderland fans. Yeah. Now for what he'd done. Yeah. Well, well I think he came to us at like a, just a moment where we were, you know, just about, you know, not good enough. And it's just as, as you say, like to do what he did consistently. You know, he's a, another cup winner for us. He won the cup with us. Like, I think, you know, a, a lot more teams, as you said, have, have, have started to see actually what he, what he achieved. And I think, yeah, you know, not many players can say they've done that. And um, I also, I, I took, there's a lot of players I looked at. Mikhail Forsell was one that I thought, you know, he was a he was a different level. But I thought I kind of missed the you know his heyday when I was watching. So I, I didn't give him. Djukovic, as I, I think I spoke about earlier, who is just the epitome of a Blues player. Not brilliant, but scores goals with his head and is, you know, tough and will work hard for 120 minutes if he has to. Chay Adams, we had for a few seasons, scored 25 goals his last season with us. Was a was a different level, but Nikola Zigic takes the take takes it takes it because like he was just you know, he scored some so many important goals. He scored that goal against Villa, cup final. He scored the first goal and then did the knockdown for the mistake on um, the second goal. Like he ran at Arsenal ragged that day, and I think like for a player that I think we you know we spent six million. He was a he was a big, it's a big signing, but he just came in. Yeah, he scored a fair few goals in the in the Premier League, and yeah, another cup winner. So gotta be there. Yeah, absolutely. Can't mm. argue with that. Have you got a manager? Uh, I kind of cheated and have gone for a joint manager. Um, <laughs> they're, t- they're taking control of both of them. Um, at first, it was Gary Rowett, and he is there. Gary Rowett you know, came to us, similar to us, Bowie is now, where we were rock bottom. We were just terrible. Like We were so we lost to Bournemouth 8-0. We couldn't you know, impasse to each other. We had a team made of free agents because we'd spent no money for the last two years. And... He just he just turned us. You know, I look. You know, we had Gary Monk, who was a great manager. Even like the cup winning with McLeish and, uh, and and Bruce's promotions. But I never enjoyed a Blues team as much as I enjoyed watching Gary Rowett's team. 
it was never the most expansive football, but you just went into every game believing that you could win. And I think that's just something that a lot of teams don't have anymore. And we haven't this season. Uh, with him, it's got to be Chris Hewton. Chris Hewton, one season, but like to get that team to the playoffs, the team that were relegated, all our best players left, Gardner left, um, you know, Sigic was pretty you know, injured, he was kind of going. Um, we had Ferguson left, Boya left, Ben Foster went, you know, all of our cup winning team basically went. Stephen Carr was, was pretty much finished by that point. And Hewton, he brought some good play, you know, he brought Chris Burke in, he got the best out of a team that probably wasn't good enough to get playoffs, got to play our semi-final. We played 60 games because we were in Europe as well. We've got the record for the most points in a group without actually getting through the group, which is the most Blues record ever. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't think I could I could choose between the two really. So I, I, that's what I've got to go with with Chris Hewton. Um and that team would probably just about start to win something, but then lose it right at the end. That's spot on that. I like it. So just a quick run through if you want to eleven. So uh Joe Hart and goal, Stephen Carr, Scott Dan, Paul Robinson. Uh, Michael Morrison and Paul Robinson. Um, Chris Burke, Lee Bowyer, Jude Bellingham, Seb Larson, Nicholas Agic and Kevin Phillips with Rower and Hewton as manager. Nice. I like it. Spot on, Spot on mate. That's, yeah. the... that's it. Birmingham, that's, it. That's, that's Birmingham City knocked off. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Hugh. Yeah, appreciate it. Again now. You can, you can <laughs> save your Lee Camp speed. speed <laughs> about that, so. Yeah. Oh. Hope you've enjoyed coming on, pal. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no Absolutely. problem at all. Thank you. Absolutely. Right. Take care, mate. You take care. Bye. Bye-bye. So, that was Hugh. Birmingham City with Birmingham Hugh Jones. City. I didn't know whether to buy him a pint or give him a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They've been some, they've had, they've had some, they've had some bad times. Ah, they have, haven't they? Get water, like. We're going to have to get like an Arsenal fan or... <laughs> like a Man United fan from like Moss Side or something because some of the fans we've had on are just like just doom and gloom we're going to have to get some glory days on man <laughs> nah I, I, I like it it makes me feel better about being a Sunderland fan so. <laughs> yeah. absolutely bless him so, no, thanks so to Hugh just as usual fans of anybody fans of any club are welcome absolutely yeah. just hit us up on social media and we'll do it <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome on. Any fans, welcome on. Drop us a message on Twitter at Prawn Podcasts. Uh, message us on Instagram, Prawn underscore. Oh, what a time to freeze. What a time to freeze, Jimmy Jackson. <laughs> as we have said as well, if you already know us, just drop us a text. Yep. So <laughs> I'm froze. Yeah, you froze, you mate. <laughs> I froze. Oh, shit. <laughs> It'd be right, mate. It'd be right. They know where to get us. They know where to get us. Oh, I think that's as good a time as any for me to call it. Yeah. You, you, you can see us out there. Yeah, no problem. So thanks to Hugh for coming on. Thanks to Jamie. Thanks to Dylan. Um, thanks to our sponsors, the Apple Tree Pub in Carlisle, and obviously T7 Clothing, where every creation is different. Social media, all that stuff, you know where to find us. And ciao. We'll see you later. Arrivederci. See you next week.